Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. Office Wife by Majorie Wright Chapter 01 Jake Barrow was the new man at Marble City Fund, a mutual fund management company in Knoxville, Tennessee. Despite its odd location, the relatively small firm had been in business for more than 100 years and carried on profitably through economic booms and busts. The firm hired Jake in 2014, as a new fund manager. The company only had four managers before he arrived, and he liked the idea of working at a small firm. He was hired away from one of the large funds in New York. Jake loved New York, but there were advantages to living in a smaller city. The price of real estate for one. He bought a luxury two-bedroom condo in downtown Knoxville within walking distance of the office for less than a crappy studio apartment cost on Manhattan. Ash O'Leary was the senior partner at Marble City Fund, and he handled Jake's recruitment and hiring personally. Before Ash finalized Jake's contract, there was one important item to discuss. The personal assistance. Eighty years ago, the personal assistant. Tradition was born at Marble City Fund. Each fund manager chose a special PA, the shorthand for personal assistant, from the pool of secretaries and clerical clerks in the company. The PA provided the manager with sex. Yes, sex. If the practice sounds sexist and archaic, that's because it is. But the firm got away with it for two reasons. One, the PA was paid a large bonus in return for sexual services. And two, the sex was all consensual. Secretaries had the right to refuse to become a PA and some did. Others happily took the money. To prevent the office from devolving into a constant orgy, sex was only allowed between 4 o'clock and 5 p.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Those were known as PA hours. Jake could hardly believe his ears when old Ash O'Leary explained all that to him. It was crazy, but he had to admit it was enticing too. In the end Jake agreed to follow the PA rules and to never speak a word of it to anyone outside the firm. Chapter 02 On Jake's first day at Marble City Fund, Ash showed him around the company's space on the twelfth floor of a downtown office tower. This is your office, Jake, Ash told him. His windows faced west across downtown and the nearby University of Tennessee campus. Not a bad view. Ash left him to settle in. The office was spacious and included a desk, two armchairs, and a sofa. All were stylishly modern. Jake set up his laptop on the desk. A few minutes later, a tall older woman with long dark hair walked in. Good morning. She greeted him with a warm smile. I'm Carmen Perez. I'll be your secretary. Hi, I'm Jake Barrow. He answered and shook her hand. Carmen had a smoky Hispanic hotness that reminded Jake of the model Adriana Lima. Her full, cupid bow lips inspired sinful thoughts. At five feet ten inches she was unusually tall and had shapely long legs. A perky round ass perched beautifully at the top of those legs. Her waist was narrow and toned. Her tits weren't large, but they were pretty B-cups. Have a seat, Miss Perez, 
Jake said and motioned her into one of the two armchairs. He took the other. Um, I'm not quite sure how to delicately ask, but you're my normal working secretary, right? Not my PA? The beautiful older woman blushed and nodded. That's right. You'll choose your PA yourself. She paused and grinned, then continued. I bet you were surprised when you learned about the personal assistance. Jake returned her grin. To say the least, it's pretty wild. I guess it must seem that way to an outsider. I've worked here for twenty years so it seems normal to me. You don't look old enough to have worked here for twenty years. Did you start when you were ten? Jake asked. I'm forty-eight, Mr. Barrow, but thank you for the compliment. She didn't look forty-eight to him. More like thirty. Call me Jake, Carmen. Are you a PA now, or have you ever been? You can tell me to mind my own business if you want. It's all right, Jake. It's best if the people in the firm speak openly about the PA system to each other because we certainly can't talk to anyone else. She said. To answer your question, no, I've never been a PA. Turned it down? She shook her head. Never had to. It was never offered. Jake's eyebrows raised. That's hard to believe. You're a great-looking woman, Carmen. She blushed again. You're a flatterer. The firm hires women based on looks, so I'm nothing special. You'll see what I mean when you meet the rest of the girls. They're going to love you. There hasn't been a young, good-looking manager here in ages. Do many women turn down offers to become a PA? Sometimes, I guess. She answered. PA selections don't happen often, Jake. The last one was four years ago when Grace retired and Ash chose Alice. She was his first choice and she said yes. Old man O'Leary has a PA? The images that conjures up aren't pretty. Jake told her. Carmen laughed but warned. Don't let him hear you say that. Ash thinks he's still a stud. What's his PA like? I'm curious. I guess you could say that Alice is a cheerleader type. She's blonde, short, cute, and hyper. When Ash picked her it was strictly a business decision for her, if you know what I mean, but now she's crazy about the old guy. If he wasn't happily married I think she'd marry him. She's twenty-three. Twenty-three? Didn't you say she was chosen four years ago? She was picked at nineteen? Yep. Ash likes them young. Christ. Jake exclaimed. The guy must be sixty-five. Sixty-eight. It's nuts. He concluded. It's all consensual, Jake. Carmen reminded him. And the girls are happy as personal assistants. Alice has been one for four years, Miranda for six years, Jamie for seventeen years, and I think Hayden has been with Trey for twenty-two years. Wow. Yeah. Once a girl becomes a PA, she doesn't quit. The PA bonus is $50,000 a year which is a lot of extra money to give up. Their conversation turned to mundane business matters for almost an hour. Are you ready for a break, Jake? Carmen asked. I think it's time to introduce you to the rest of the staff. You mean the PA selection pool? He asked with a grin. Exactly. I'm sure they're dying of curiosity. Carmen introduced Jake around the office. Sixteen other women worked there. Half were in their twenties and only one was older than Carmen. It was indeed obvious to Jake that they were all hired for their looks. He'd never seen so many hot women in one place. 
Jake turned on the charm as much as he was able, and the women responded warmly. Many of them were clearly eager to compete for the PA position, and a few brave ones addressed the subject directly. This is Maria, Jake. She's my best friend. Carmen introduced him to the last of the women in the office. Maria was Hispanic and beautiful like Carmen, but there the similarity ended. Maria was only twenty-two, much shorter, had longer hair, bigger tits, and a bigger ass. They were both hot in their own way. Pleased to meet you, Maria, Jake said and stuck out his hand. Maria leaped to her feet, hugged him and kissed him on the cheek. Welcome, Jake. You're so tall. I hope you like Latino girls because I really want to be your PA. Do you like big butts? The girl turned and presented her big ass to him. Jake laughed. Don't be so shy, Maria. Maria giggled. Sorry. When I'm excited I'm kind of hyper. I thought Carmen would never bring you to me. What's up with that, Carmen? We're supposed to be friends. Carmen smiled at her friend. I saved you for last so Jake would remember you. Oh, thank you then. So, how about it, Jake? Do you like big butts? Jake had to laugh again. I like you, Maria. You're crazy but fun. And for the record, I like butts of all sizes. The complete package is what's important. Jake took two weeks to get to know the secretaries in the firm. Being the center of attention of so many women did good things for his ego. But it wasn't all smooth sailing. For example... Tara was a 29-year-old blonde from Alabama with a deep southern drawl. She was prom queen pretty and habitually wore preppy clothes. Jake thought she was one of the most stuck-up people he ever met. Bernice was a 22-year-old who giggled constantly through every conversation with Jake. It gave him a headache. Jake took another secretary, Emily, to lunch. She was a 25-year-old redhead with a terrific rack. Jake, I'm so excited. I feel like fate has brought us together. Fate? Jake asked. He already had a bad feeling about this one. She nodded her head emphatically. I dreamed that you'd come. You arrived in a big black limousine and carried me off to your apartment in the sky. And now you're really here. And you have an apartment in a tower. It's fate. Emily's fiery red hair and big tits were high-quality eye candy. But there was no way that Jake was locking himself in his office with that loon. This is the downside to hiring women for their looks. Jake complained to Carmen one afternoon when they were alone in his office. They're weird. She held back laughter. They're not all weird, Jake. Chapter 03 Carmen, come in and close the door, please. She came into Jake's office and closed the door behind her. Have you decided? She asked. Are you picking Maria? Maria was the sexy 22-year-old who was Carmen's best friend in the office. The girl was eager to be Jake's PA. Carmen's curiosity made Jake grin. No, not Maria, he told her. He was seated in one of the armchairs in front of his desk, and he motioned her into the other one. Bernice? She asked as she sat. Bernice? He replied and made a face. She's cute, Carmen objected. And funny. I thought you liked her. No. You seriously don't know who I chose? She shook her head. How could I know? Tell me. You. What? You. 
We clicked right away and you're easy on the eyes. I think you're great. She sat there for a long moment, blushing with her mouth hanging open. You can't be serious, Jake. I'm married. I know, but three of the other personal assistants are married. It doesn't seem to be a problem. It's a problem for me. Also, I'm 48 and you're 27. He nodded. You're the first older woman I've ever been seriously attracted to. She blushed deeper red. Oh, God. You're teasing me, aren't you? Nope, he replied and laughed. Oh, God, she repeated nervously. I can't, Jake. I'm too old. I have a daughter who just started college for God's sake. I know. That's one of the reasons I think you're the best choice. You can use the $50,000 a year to pay for her college. But Jake, you're supposed to choose based on, on attraction. Jake reached out and took the nervous woman's hand in his. Carmen, I already told you that I'm attracted to you. And I feel like I've known you forever. What could be better than being best friends with benefits? She looked in his eyes. I'm flattered, Jake. Really flattered. You're a great-looking guy. But I can't cheat on my husband. I just can't. He sat back in his chair. I think of it as more of a business arrangement than cheating, Carmen. But I'm single, so what do I know? Think about it overnight. Talk to the married personal assistants to get their perspective. I don't think I'll change my mind, Jake. Okay, but please don't turn me down right away. I want you to have that money. All right. I'll think about it. She hesitantly agreed then stood to leave. Carmen. He stopped her. What if we agree to not do anything you're uncomfortable with? But I'm uncomfortable with anything sexual outside my marriage, Jake. He shrugged. Then we won't do anything. This whole PA thing is weird anyway. Her mouth fell open again. You'd pass up sex with one of the girls just so I can have that money? Yeah. But you still have to spend the PA hour in my office with me. It will be our time to relax and unwind at the end of the workday. And you can't tell anyone that we're not having sex. I don't want them to think I'm some kind of wimp. You're a very strange man, Jake. She told him. He laughed. Does that mean you agree? I guess so. I can't pass up an offer like that. Thank you. You're welcome. I look forward to hanging out with you. Maria is going to be so jealous. She told him with a grin. The other managers told Jake to make an announcement of his decision, so he gathered the entire firm. I decided on my personal assistant today, and I'm happy to say that she accepted my offer. So I'd like everyone to know that Carmen Perez is my PA. There was a collective gasp then a moment of awkward silence. All eyes trained on Carmen, and she blushed bright red. Finally, some of her friends began to clap and everyone joined in. It's not fair. Jennifer whined when the lukewarm applause died. She's with him all day, influencing him. Who knows what she might have done to bribe him? Yeah, Emily agreed. We should all have equal time alone with him. Ladies, this isn't a reality TV show. Jake cut them off. I made my pick and I'm sticking with it. To annoy the complainers, he added. It was an easy choice. Nobody else was even close. Trey Carlisle, one of the other fund managers, shook Jake's hand. Interesting choice, he told Jake. Very unorthodox. 
I had young Emily in the betting pool. You bet on my PA choice? Trey shrugged. We're easily amused. We'll all get our money back because nobody had Carmen. He paused to admire the tall Latina across the room. Good choice, though. Beautiful. Do you have a thing for older women? Just that one, Jake answered. After the announcement, Carmen was immediately approached by her friend Maria. Oh my God, Carmen! The excitable young woman exclaimed. I know. I was so surprised when he picked me. Do you think I'm a bad person for accepting it? No. I would accept in a heartbeat. But you're single, Carmen pointed out. Yeah, but I'd accept in a heartbeat if I was married too. Jake is hot. He is, Carmen agreed, keeping up the pretense that she was in it for sex. He must have a thing for older ladies, Maria suggested. Or maybe older married ladies. He's a nice guy, Maria. I agree. He's really, really nice. Both women laughed. Chapter 04 As the time for their first, PA hour, approached, Carmen became more and more nervous. Why am I so nervous? She whispered to Jake. We're not going to do anything. I'm not surprised that you're nervous, Carmen, he admitted. You're a married woman and everyone in this office thinks you're about to have sex with me. At four o'clock, Carmen and Jake went into his office and locked the door. She sat on the sofa and leaned back. Here we are, Jake. Our first PA hour. Is it everything you expected? She joked. He sat with her on the sofa. I get the feeling we aren't doing something right. He kidded along with her. Seriously, do you regret that you didn't pick a real PA? No, I'm good with it. I did something nice for my new friend, and I don't have to go through the drama of sex for pay with a woman I hardly know. The Perez family finances, thank you. My husband is amazed by the size of my bonus. What did you tell him about it? Just that the company is really profitable and as your personal secretary I get a bigger bonus. Jake nodded. That's perfect. It's the truth so he'll never have a reason to be suspicious. They sat there and talked for the hour and enjoyed each other's company. Carmen's friend Maria hung around after five o'clock and rushed to Carmen when she walked out of Jake's office. How was it? Are you okay? The young woman asked. Carmen blushed. I'm fine, Maria. You didn't have to wait around. Are you sure? I thought you might be, you know, emotional. I'm not upset. Jake was very considerate. Was the sex really good? Maria inquired. I bet he has a really big one. Carmen blushed deeper red. I can't talk about anything that happens in PA hours, Maria. You know that. But I'm your best friend, Maria implored. No. Damn. You're no fun at all. The women laughed and left the building together. Chapter 05 Everyone in the office took it for granted that Jake was fucking Carmen, and it colored their perception of the woman. The fact was that the personal assistants were at the top of the social pecking order in the office. They were the elite few who did unknown erotic things behind locked doors, and that carried an alluring mystique. To the rest of the employees, Carmen was no longer an aging secretary and dutiful wife. She was the lover of a young alpha male. The men saw her as the embodiment of a sexy cougar and milf. 
The women looked at her with a mix of jealousy, envy, scorn and admiration. Most of them wanted what they thought she had. Carmen noticed the changed perceptions, and they made her feel like a fraud. She wasn't a cougar at all. She was a 48-year-old woman who sat in a locked office with a very nice 27-year-old man for an hour, three times a week. She had plain vanilla sex every Saturday night with her husband and that was it. The whole thing made her uneasy. Chapter 06 On a Monday morning in November, Jake finished a set of overhead presses then mopped his sweaty brow with his towel. He liked working out at the downtown YMCA. It was well equipped, and this early in the morning it was half empty. It was only 6.30 and he had plenty of time to complete a workout and get to work before 8. Hello, Jake. He heard the call of a sweet voice. Carmen? When did you start working out here? This is my first morning. I just joined a yoga class. Her eyes lingered on his muscular arms and legs shining with sweat. Her young boss was seriously built. My old yoga studio was out in West Knox, so this is a lot more convenient to work. Yeah. An easy walk to work. Jake agreed. He couldn't get over the way the 48-year-old looked in her pink sports bra and black yoga pants that clung to her like a second skin. Her arms, legs and abs were sleekly muscled. Most twenty-year-old women would kill for that body. I have to say, Carmen, you look amazing. Thanks, she replied and blushed. I'd better get to my class. She walked away, but looked back and caught him staring at her ass. She gave it an extra wiggle and laughed. Late afternoon on that same Monday, Carmen finished laughing at a story Jake told about people on the subway in New York. He stood and said, It's five o'clock. Time to go home. He took her hand and helped her stand. She admired how he was always a perfect gentleman, and funny too. The image of his sweaty body in the gym popped into her mind. Spontaneously she wrapped her arms around his waist and laid her head on his chest. I love hanging out with you during PA hours. You're so much fun, she told him. Jake was surprised by the hug, but happily took the opportunity to put his arms around the beautiful older woman. Her tall, slim body fit perfectly against him, and he remembered how she looked in her sports bra and yoga pants. Thanks. I like it too. Best way to end a workday ever. She lifted her head to look in his hazel eyes. You sure are tall, she commented. I'm not used to looking up at anyone when I'm wearing heels. Jake wondered if Hispanic women aged better than others, because Carmen's face hardly had any signs of aging. A few tiny lines by her eyes and that was it. She was gorgeous and those full lips drew him in. He kissed her. Only a light touch of the lips, but their first kiss nonetheless. Carmen sharply drew in her breath, but then she craned her neck to kiss him back. Their second kiss was harder, but also only lasted a second. Her lips hovered near his for a long moment, and she felt his warm breath. She backed away and released him from her hug. He was concerned about how she'd react, but a big grin spread on her face like the cat who ate the canary and her nipples stiffly poked the fabric of her blouse. Silently Carmen gathered her things from her desk. She supposed she should feel guilty, but she didn't. They were only kisses and Jake was such a great guy that she couldn't resist. They were alone in the elevator, so she took his hand in hers and caressed his palm with her fingertips. 
I will expect hugs and kisses during all PA hours from now on, Mr. Barrow. She playfully instructed him. It will be my pleasure, Miss Perez, he replied, grinning. Jake got off at the ground floor to walk home to his condo. Carmen continued down to the garage to get her car. She sang along to the songs on the radio all the way home. Tuesday morning Jake worried there would be repercussions from Monday's kisses. He thought Carmen might feel guilty. But she greeted him with a chipper. Good morning, Jake. And she was in a bubbly good mood all day. Neither of them mentioned the kisses. Early Wednesday morning, Carmen was back in the gym at 6.30. She wore a gray t-shirt over her sports bra, but her yoga pants looked painted on. How often do you work out, Jake? She asked to give herself an excuse to stand there and ogle his sweaty, hard body. One hour, four days a week. He let her get a good look at him. She sure did look fit. Long and lean like a cheetah. Their interactions all day were sexually charged. In the morning, Carmen sat on Jake's desk and listened to him tell stories. At 10.30 she went to the weekly PA coffee break, the traditional time for all five personal assistants to gather and chat. It was an exclusive little club and Carmen still felt like an outsider. How do you handle the anticipation? She asked. I haven't accomplished a single thing all day. All I can think about is the PA hour. The other four personal assistants just smiled. It will fade after the novelty wears off, Hayden advised. Give it a month or two, or six or eight if Jake is as good in bed as he looks. Alice giggled. Carmen blushed. She knew the other women would laugh at her if they knew she was anticipating nothing more than kisses from Jake. After lunch, Carmen lingered in Jake's office and for the hundredth time checked the clock. Four o'clock is never going to get here, she sighed. I know, he agreed. I'll never get anything done with you sitting there. You're too much of a distraction. Should I leave? No. I like looking at you. You're beautiful, Carmen. They gave up trying to work and talked away the afternoon. Finally four o'clock arrived. Carmen closed and locked the door, then rushed into Jake's arms. She kissed his nose, forehead, and all over his face. His hungry lips captured hers and she moaned into his mouth. They stumbled to the sofa and made out like teenagers. Their hands were as busy as their lips, but their clothes stayed on. Jake didn't push Carmen to do more. Chapter 07 It was an unseasonably warm fall Saturday and Jake was out outside enjoying it on a walk around downtown. He liked to amble aimlessly and people watch. From behind him he heard a familiar voice. Jake! He turned. Hi, Carmen. This is my daughter Natalia, Jake. She's eighteen and just started at the university. His eyes drank in the sight of the girl who was a younger version of her sultry mother. She wore a skimpy, low-cut top in deference to the weather, and it showed off deep cleavage. Those tits were definitely larger than her mom's, but that was the only big difference between the two. Both wore low-cut skinny jeans that showed off long legs and tight round butts. Pleased to meet you, Natalia he said. You didn't tell me your boss was so hot, Mom, the girl teased. I didn't want you showing up in the office every day and pestering him, Carmen answered. Her daughter stuck her tongue out at her and they laughed. What are you doing downtown? Jake inquired. Went to a movie, Carmen replied. A chick flick. 
That's why my husband didn't come or you could have met him too. Diego only goes to movies with car chases, explosions, or superheroes. She rolled her eyes in the way that often did. I bet Jake would go to a chick flick if his girl wanted to, Natalia said. She put her hands in the back pockets of her jeans and stuck her chest out to give him a better view of that deep cleavage. I would, but only if I couldn't talk her into a movie with explosions. Men. Natalia groaned dramatically and rolled her eyes just like her mother. Carmen laughed. Jake, will you join us for gelato? She indicated the gelato shop they were standing in front of. He did, and Natalia spent the next half hour flirting with him while she ate her gelato in the sexiest way possible. Monday morning at work, Carmen immediately told Jake. I hope that my daughter didn't make you too uncomfortable on Saturday. She's a hopeless flirt. Not a problem. I never complain about a beautiful girl flirting with me. You can ask her out if you want. I won't be jealous. That would be a spectacularly bad idea. Jake answered. He snaked his arms around her waist and pecked her on the lips. One Perez woman at a time? She murmured, her lips still pressing his. Yeah. The one in my arms. Mmm. She purred as they kissed again. We shouldn't do this outside of PA hour. She reluctantly reminded him dot he sighed and let her go. I know, but you're irresistible. He grabbed for her again, but she danced away and giggled like a girl. Be good, Jake. He groaned. Now I'll be counting the minutes to four o'clock all day. Me too. She admitted and went out to her desk so he could get to work. Chapter 08 At the Wednesday morning PA coffee break, the talk often turned to sex and Carmen had nothing to contribute. She and Jake kissed and cuddled their way through the last few PA hours, but that was it. She was afraid to let it progress further, and Jake didn't push her. So, what's going on with you in the office stud? Jamie asked her. Carmen blushed. What happens in PA hours is private. Not from us. We're your support group, honey. Tell us about his dick. I bet it's a big one. Carmen froze. She didn't know what to say. Oh my god! Miranda guessed right away. You haven't seen it, have you? Of course I have. No, you haven't. I can tell. Alice jumped in. Is he gay, Carmen? Hayden asked. Carmen got mad. Jake is not gay. I'm just not going to tell you what we do together. I bet she doesn't turn him on. Miranda said as if Carmen wasn't sitting there. She's so much older than him. Carmen blushed, thinking of all the hot kisses she shared with Jake. I turn him on, she insisted. Alice shook her pretty little head. She just doesn't do it for him. Jake needs to dump her and take a younger pie. Carmen stormed out of the break room and went straight to Jake. Jake, at the PA coffee break Jamie asked about your dick and I froze and then Miranda guessed that I haven't seen it and I tried to argue but they all jumped on and, oh god, I'm sorry. Jake, they know we aren't having sex. They don't know anything. They're sure. They'll tell the other managers. He held her. Calm down, Carmen. It's none of their business what we do or don't do. You and I make our own decisions. Tears swelled in her eyes. Those bitches said I don't turn you on, Jake. He kissed away her tears. I've never wanted any woman more than I want you. You could turn on a dead man. 
she smiled. Thank you. I hope this doesn't get you in trouble. Just before the PA hour, Jake was called into Esho Larry's office. The firm's senior partner ordered. Sit, Jake. Jake sat. He was glad that Carmen warned him about what happened with the other personal assistants. What the hell is going on with you and your PA, son? The old man demanded. Are you or are you not screwing her? I am, he lied. I don't believe you. Damn it, Jake. One of the reasons the PA system has endured is because we're all in it together. If one of us gets exposed, we're all exposed. Understand? Yes, sir. So what the hell is the problem? Are you gay? No. He decided to tell the old man the truth. I wanted Carmen to have the bonus. Her daughter is in college and they could use the extra money. And besides that, I like her. We're friends. But she doesn't want to cheat on her husband. I didn't see any harm in letting her be a platonic PA. Ash groaned. There is no such thing as a platonic PA. Jake, you agreed to the PA system before I hired you. If you're backing out now, then we have a real problem. You're either in all the way or you're out. You'd fire me over this? Hell yes. A manager who isn't involved is a danger to those of us who are. So either you start fucking Carmen, or you pick a different PA, or you leave. Your choice. I'll talk to Carmen and figure out what to do. Don't try to fool us again, Jake. We like you, but you're not exactly irreplaceable. Jake went back to his office where Carmen was fretfully waiting for him. It was after four o'clock, so he closed and locked the door. What happened? Carmen asked out he sighed and ran his hands through his hair. He gave me an ultimatum. Either we start having sex, or I pick another PA and have sex with her, or I'm out. He sat on the sofa, a picture of dejection. What? Fired? She sat sideways on his lap. He nodded. His arms cinched tight around her. I don't want a different PA, Carmen. I couldn't stand it if you pick someone else. She admitted. What are we going to do? Simple. We make love. She answered and kissed him. I don't want to force you into it. He told her. You're not. She kissed him again. I've wanted you since our first kiss, but I was afraid. But now I'm even more afraid of losing you. I want you, Jake. She slipped off his lap and knelt in front of him. She lowered his zipper and fished his swelling cock out of his pants. It was warm in her hands and she lightly stroked it. Now you can tell the other girls about it. He smirked. I won't mind if you exaggerate. She grinned. I won't have to. It's really long, Jake. Diego's is only this big. She held her hand at about six inches. Jake had about three more inches. Then exaggerate the width, woman. Help me out here. He joked. Carmen giggled. It wasn't any wider than her husband's, but that was fine with her. She licked the underside of his long cock from base to tip. He groaned. Her lips wrapped around it, and she lightly sucked while her eyes stayed on his. The dick throbbed in her mouth, and she couldn't wait anymore. Carmen jumped to her feet and yanked down her panties. Then she bent over his desk and flipped up her skirt. Please, Jake. Now. Jake needed no more encouragement. He stood behind her and guided his rock-hard cock. It went in like a knife through butter. Her cunt clamped down on him when seven inches were in. Oh, 
he moaned. What the hell? She eased up, then squeezed again. He gasped with pleasure. Carmen looked over her shoulder. You like that? She could tell he did. Holy crap, Carmen, he moaned. It feels awesome. It felt like her cunt was massaging his cock. She eased her grip again, and the last two inches of his long cock wedged in. Oh yes, she hissed. They can't take you away from me now. He grasped her hips and fucked the sexy older woman with long, fast strokes. Periodically her talented pussy squeezed him and elicited another moan. They were too excited to last long. I'm going to come, Carmen, he warned. Yes, Jake. In me. Make me yours. He came, injecting streams of hot cum deep inside her. On, Carmen grunted. Her back arched and her head snapped back. Her vision dimmed for a moment from the force of her orgasm and she gasped for breath. When they calmed, Jake helped her to the sofa. They laid on their sides facing each other. Finally, she whispered, happier than she'd ever been in her life. Yeah. Finally, he agreed. He was bewitched by her. Each of the manager offices had a full bath, for obvious reasons. Carmen and Jake showered together. I need to buy the same soap I use at home so I won't smell different to Diego. She pointed out while she soaked his cock and he soaked her boobs. I hope you don't mind smelling like strawberries. He wrinkled his nose and suggested. You could switch to my brand of soap at home. His hands drifted down to her pussy and she squirmed. Her nipples ached at the thought. You want to mark me with your scent? Jake grinned. I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah. That's hot. I'll do it. She agreed, then turned serious. We have to be really careful and smart, Jake. I can't get caught. You won't. There's no way for anyone to know what actually goes on behind the closed door of my office. Her wet, slippery body was a delight to him, and his cock was already hard and throbbing. They quickly finished washing and got out of the shower. I'm already late or I'd drag you back to that sofa and fuck you again. Carmen told him. She dropped to her knees and sucked his cock again, this time with purpose. He moaned. Come for me, honey, she urged. Don't hold back. One hand stroked the base of his staff and her mouth sucked the top. The other hand cupped his balls that a few minutes of her tongue swirling around his cockhead, and he spurted come down her throat. She swallowed then brushed her teeth with the toothbrush he kept there and rinsed with his mouthwash. Bring in your own brand of toothpaste and mouthwash. Jake reminded her. She was grateful he was looking out for her. And douche too, she added. I'll use a condom if you want. Nothing to clean up. Carmen shook her head. I want to feel you. No rubbers. The next morning, Carmen's husband stepped out of their bathroom and asked. Babe, are you using a different soap? I wanted a change. She explained. I like the strawberries, he stated with a pout. She was a little annoyed that Diego noticed and objected. I like the new one, she told him. It's different, he shrugged. All right, no big deal. I'm just used to smelling them strawberries for so many years, he laughed. Carmen went to work and while she stocked his bathroom with her toothpaste, mouthwash and douche, Jake asked. Any problems last night? Nope. Before Diego got home I douched. 
But this morning I used your brand of soap and he noticed the change right away. Crap. Relax. I told him I wanted a change. It turns out he liked the bathroom smelling like strawberries. She laughed. Jake leaned close to her and sniffed. That's my scent all right. It smells good on you. Chapter 09 Carmen sat astride his lap, panting. Jake's cock was still buried in her although they both just orgasmed. She relished the feel of his long dong inside her, and her hands caressed slowly up and down his sweaty hard pecs. I've never had this much sex in my life, she observed with wonder. Her voice was deeper when they were fucking. Jake loved it. This was their third PA hour with sex. A Monday afternoon. Jake felt lonely without Carmen all weekend even though his ditzy blonde girlfriend drained his balls on Saturday night. He was curious as hell, so he asked. What's your love life like at home, Carmen? You can tell me it's none of my business. It's okay. I understand why you're curious. She leaned forward and kissed him. Diego and I have been married for 24 years, so we don't do it as often as we used to. We make love every Saturday night. It's been that way for years. It pleased him that he had her three times as often as her husband. You've been married almost as long as I've been alive. He teased. If you ever want to have sex with this old lady again you better apologize for that crack, young man. She pretended to me mad. I'm sorry, ma'am. He hemmed it up. I meant no disrespect. His hands squeezed her lovely ass and her talented pussy muscles squeezed his still hard cock. I accept your apology. She moaned, but happily. Doesn't that thing ever get soft? Not with you squeezing me. He told her. Damn, that feels good. Carmen was the last to arrive at the weekly PA coffee break the Wednesday after the big blow-up. She strolled in, made sure she had the four other personal assistants' attention, and announced, Jake's cock is long and beautiful, and he loves fucking me with it so you jealous bitches can piss off. She turned and walked out. Chapter 10 A few minutes after noon on a Thursday in early December, Carmen's daughter appeared in Jake's office door. Hi, Jake. She greeted him with a big smile. Where's my mom? Hi, Natalia. She left for a lunch a few minutes ago. Darn. I wanted to surprise her and take her to lunch. The sexy 18-year-old came in and sat on the edge of Jake's desk. Do you want to go to lunch with me? She enticed him. She was wearing faded skinny jeans, a black sweater, and a white winter coat. Jake enjoyed how much the girl looked like a younger copy of her gorgeous mother. I wish I could, but I have a lunch meeting with some of the other managers at one o'clock. Rats. I'm not having any luck today. How is college? He asked to get her to stay longer. Carmen returned a few minutes before one o'clock to find her daughter seated on Jake's desk, giggling. Hi, Mom. Jake is telling me about his college days. The green flame of jealousy flared inside Carmen. Why are you here, honey? I wanted to take you to lunch, but you were already gone. Natalia replied. Nat stayed to humor an old man by listening to his stories. Jake added, Nat? Carmen didn't like it that her lover already had a pet name for her daughter. She didn't like it at all. You're not old. Natalia giggled. Time for you to go, honey. Carmen told her flirtatious girl. 
Jake has a business lunch to go to. Don't you, Jake? He heard the edge in her voice and abruptly stood. Yes, I do. He shook Natalia's hand. Nice to see you again, Natalia. Likewise, the girl replied and kissed him on the cheek, which made him blush. When Jake returned from lunch, he apologized. I'm sorry about before with your daughter, Carmen. She shook her head. It's okay, Jake. I shouldn't get jealous like that. It just took me by surprise. He rubbed her shoulders. Natalia is a nice girl, but she doesn't hold a candle to you. She looks just like me. Carmen scoffed. Except younger. A lot younger. I wish this was a PA hour day. He whispered in her ear. So I could demonstrate how much I prefer the original to the copy. She looked in his eyes and whispered. Thank you. You always know just what to say. She thought for a moment, then told him. You should ask her out. Why? Because I would rather Natalia go out with a great guy like you instead college boys. I don't trust them with her. And you do trust me with her? You would be nice to her. She explained. I know because you're always nice to me. Well, I already have a girlfriend. Is she as pretty as Nat? Jake chuckled. I thought you weren't jealous. I didn't say that. I said I think you'd be good for my daughter. She replied. You didn't answer my question. Is your girlfriend as pretty as my daughter? Stacy is pretty. You and your daughter are hot. There is a difference. He teased. But no, I'm not going to ask Natalia out. It's your loss, mister. The next day was Friday, a PA hour day. Jake removed Carmen's dress and got a surprise. She was wearing a sexy garter belt and thigh-high stockings. Whoa, he exclaimed. Where did those come from? I bought them yesterday, after I caught you flirting with my daughter. I have to keep your attention somehow, she answered with a grin. Five sets with matching bras and panties. Won't your husband wonder why you're wearing sexy lingerie to the office? She shook her head and grinned with delight. That's the best part. Diego loves me in stockings and pestered me to wear them for years. He thinks I'm wearing them for him. He even went to the store with me to pick them out. Jake was turned on by her audacity. Woman, I am going to fuck you so hard, he growled. You better, tiger. I've been anticipating it all day. Later, Carmen tried to crawl off the convertible sofa bed in Jake's office, but he grabbed her and pinned her to the mattress on her back. Don't, baby, she pleaded. I'm already so late. It's nearly six o'clock. Jake's cock was hard and the last thing on his mind was her home life. I don't care, he told her. His cock parted the walls of her wet pussy for the fourth time that afternoon. Mmm, Carmen purred. It felt so good. At least let me call, she requested. Jake relented and let go of her arms so she could use her cell phone. He didn't remove his cock from her snatch and she didn't ask him to. Hi, honey, she said into the phone. I'm sorry I'm late. We're finishing something important. I'll probably be home by 7.30 or maybe 8 o'clock. There's a pizza in the freezer. I love you too, honey. See you later. She hung up and tossed away the cell phone. Finishing something important? Jake teased. We are. Carmen laughed. She spread her legs wider. Finish what you started, baby.
Chapter 11 Three weeks before Christmas, they were stretched out side by side on the little convertible sofa. Sweat cooled on their bodies after a particularly enthusiastic screw, and Jake reached out to play with Carmen's little nipples. What dress size are you? he asked. Two, she answered proudly. She worked hard to maintain her shape. Why? I want to buy you a dress. Don't you like the way I dress? You dress fine, but I found out that all the managers buy expensive Christmas gifts for their PA. The partners told me in no uncertain terms that I am expected to buy you something particularly nice because this is our first Christmas together. But I don't want an expensive gift, Jake. Please accept a dress from me, Carmen, he requested. If I don't buy you something soon I'll look like a cheap asshole. She thought about it and decided it wasn't worth fighting about. And she didn't want Jake to catch any flack from the other managers. He was a far better man than any of them. Okay. He kissed her gently. Thank you? Why a dress? Because you can plausibly tell your husband you ordered it for yourself. If I buy you jewelry or something it might raise suspicion. Carmen nodded. Good thinking. You sure are smart, Mr. Barrow. Obviously. Do I get to pick the dress? I found one I like online, but I'll give you the final approval. Jake rolled off the sofa and took Carmen by the hand to tug her along after him. He pulled up a department store website on his computer. Bergdorf Goodman, she exclaimed. That's super expensive. Adam bought Jamie a dress from Saks Fifth Avenue. I want to one-up him. She rolled her eyes. Why do men have to compete over everything? It makes life fun, he answered with a grin. You're such a little boy, she playfully scolded. This is the dress, he said and moved her in front of him so she could see the screen better. They were both still nude, of course, and he couldn't resist rubbing his semi-hard cock against her firm ASS.IT was a red sheet dress by Victoria Beckham. The model wearing it in the photos was a size two, like Carmen and the dress hugged her slim curves without being overtly tight. Jake liked the long zipper on the back that ran all the way from the neck to the bottom hem. It defined and highlighted the sexy curve of the model's back and butt. Otherwise the dress was conservative and businesslike with a high neckline and knee-length hem. Jake, it's $2,495! Carmen yelped. I have to splurge on this first gift to impress the partners, Jake calmly reminded her. He knew the price would upset her. You're crazy. I can't accept it. Find something cheaper. Much cheaper. He slowly slid his hands up her tummy and cupped the little tits he liked so much. His fingers lightly pinched her nipples and he kissed the back of her neck. You're going to accept it. He whispered in her ear. No, I am not. She stubbornly refused. Yes, you will. He softly said because it's extremely rude to refuse a heartfelt gift, and you know it. She twisted around in his arms to face him, and stared in his eyes. Why did you call it a heartfelt gift? Because I love you. He confessed for the first time. She shook her head. Jake, no. Yes. I love you. He bent his knees and pushed his cock up into her wet pussy while they were standing. He got his hands under her luscious ass and lifted her into the air supported only by his hands and cock. Her arms wrapped around his neck and her legs around his hips. He backed he against the wall and began to fuck. 
The amount of leverage he got in this standing position surprised him, and he thrust into her forcefully. And you love me too, at least a little. You couldn't do this if you didn't. I know you. You're not capable of sex without love. Oh God, oh God, oh God, she muttered in time with his strokes. She never had sex standing up before and doing it with her tall studly boss was driving her body nuts. At the same time her mind was in turmoil. The development of feelings between her and Jake was exactly what she feared all along, and now he proclaimed his love for her. Jake fucked her with long hard strokes. Admit it, Carmen, he urged. Tell me you love me. Oh, she moaned. He was driving her closer and closer to orgasm. I, I love you, she admitted. Her words triggered the most glorious climax of Jake's young life. He saw stars and his cock pumped torrents into her. Carmen came simultaneously with him, and it took her breath away. Her head spun and she was afraid she'd fall from her perch on him. Jake eased her down and they both slumped to the floor, exhausted. Jake, what have we done? She moaned out he kissed her plush, pouty lips. It's okay, Carmen. Loving me a little doesn't take anything away from you and your husband. You have a big heart with more than enough room for both of us. She was on the verge of tears and blinked them away. Do you really think so? She desperately wanted to believe it. He nodded. I know so, he assured her. And you still love Stacy too? Of course. He lied because she wanted to hear it. He never loved his girlfriend. She was fun in and out of bed, but he didn't love her. I'm buying you that dress, he added. She blushed and smiled. Okay. She agreed. She knew what the present meant now. Honey, this is my boss, Jake Barrow. Carmen introduced her husband to her lover at the office Christmas party. Jake, this is my husband Diego, and you've met my daughter Natalia. Pleased to meet you. Diego happily greeted him and shook his hand. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Jake replied with a warm smile. This is my girlfriend Stacy Donovan. Jake instantly appraised Carmen's husband. Diego was a little shorter than his five feet ten inch wife, and in her four inch heels she towered over him by a good six inches. He looked about the same age as Carmen, but not as well preserved. He had a belly and he was going gray. In comparison, Jake at six feet three inches was taller than Carmen, even in her heels. And his body was solidly muscular, honed by hours in the gym. Maybe because of the superiority he felt, Jake felt comfortable with Diego. Jake glanced at Carmen's daughter but was careful not to let his eyes linger. He didn't want to stir up trouble with Carmen or Stacy. The 18-year-old girl was a younger version of her beautiful mother, with the same smoldering good looks. And her boobs were already bigger than her mother's. Natalia was a real heartbreaker. Meanwhile, Carmen and Stacy were sizing each other up for the first time. Stacy was six inches shorter than Carmen but she had more curves and long blonde hair curled over her shoulders. Carmen immediately didn't like her. She wasn't good enough for Jake. Although Carmen knew that Stacy was a teacher, the blonde looked like she didn't have a brain in her head. And from Stacy's frosty stare it was obvious that the girl didn't like her either. Carmen says you like UT basketball, Jake said to Diego as a conversation starter. He followed the University of Tennessee teams as well and the stadium was within walking distance of his condo downtown. Maybe we can catch a game sometime, 
That would be great, Diego enthused. Carmen doesn't like to go and my friends are mostly into football. Do you have season tickets? The women tuned out the discussion of sports. That's a beautiful dress, Carmen. Stacy complimented. Carmen smiled. She was wearing the red dress that was a present from Jake. Thank you, she replied with false cheer. It's a Victoria Beckham. Stacy's eyebrows raised. Wow. Those are pricey. The firm gives generous bonuses, Carmen explained. Bonuses that include your boyfriend's big cock, she wanted to add. I like your dress too. The sequin gold mini dress was as obvious and cheap as the girl herself, Carmen Cattley thought. The firm's Christmas party was a simple event held in the offices. Best of all, it was mercifully short. The firm didn't want people lingering and getting drunk. They had appearances to maintain. The next morning in the office, Jake asked Carmen, Did you like the party? Carmen nodded. It was nice, although Bernie pissed me off by flirting with Natalia. Jake laughed. Yeah, he was out of line. But he got the message when you stared him down. What did you think of Stacy? She's nice, Carmen curtly answered. Her reaction to his girlfriend amused Jake and he grinned. You don't like her. I didn't say that. It's written all over your face. What don't you like about her? She's too. I don't know. There's no substance to her, Jake. Do you really love her? He casually shrugged. She's fun. She isn't good enough for you. Carmen muttered. Jake doubted that Carmen could like anyone he dated. She was at heart a possessive and jealous woman. It turned him on doubt he shut the office door and pulled her into his arms. Jake, don't, she weakly protested. They weren't allowed to fool around outside of PA hours. Jake kissed her, long and soft. Then he looked in her eyes and whispered, I love you. She understood what he was telling her. He wasn't serious about Stacy, and she didn't need to be jealous. She smiled. I love you too. Chapter 12 Jake took time off over Christmas to visit his parents in Florida. He returned to work on New Year's Eve, which might seem odd except that it was a Wednesday, a PA hour day, and he missed Carmen Carmen was waiting for him in his office. He kicked the door closed and caught her when she leaped into his arms. You're back! She enthused as if he'd been gone forever. It seemed like forever to her. Jake didn't waste time with words. He kissed her and held her tight. After their lips and tongues properly greeted each other, Carmen asked, How was your Christmas? Fine. We played golf and went out on their boat. How was yours? Chaotic. My brother's and Diego's sister's family stayed with us, and they have eight teenage kids between them. Natalia enjoyed seeing her cousins, but I was ready for the all to leave after the first day. Nobody in the office was doing much that afternoon so Jake and Carmen started their PA hour early at three o'clock. Even so, they didn't finish their shower and begin getting dressed until 5.30. He grabbed her from behind and nuzzled her neck. Jake, no. I have things to take care of at home before the party. She objected but she didn't try to pull away from him. What time should I get there tonight? He asked. He was invited to Carmen and Diego's big New Year's Eve party. His fingers tugged on her nipples. On. 9.30 or so. She spun around and kissed him. Really, baby? 
I have to go. I'm sorry. Jake arrived at the party at ten o'clock. The nondescript suburban tract house was full of people. Carmen spotted him right away and gave him a quick hug, but not lingering or inappropriate. She wore a red satin dress that shined in the subdued lighting of the party. It fit close on top but flared out to a wide skirt below. It reminded Jake of something the women on Mad Men would wear, but she looked good. I was afraid you weren't coming, she remarked. I thought about it, he admitted. It was awkward being in Diego's house, Carmen understood. I'm glad you're here. Natalia will be too. She's been looking for you all night. Jake saw Diego putting out a big plate of food and made his way over to him. Yum. These are great hors d'oeuvres, Jake complimented. Carmen says you made them. Yeah, man. Cooking is my hobby. I love to get in the kitchen and try new stuff, Diego replied with enthusiasm. I do all the cooking in this family. Carmen does the cleanup. I figure it's a good deal. No wonder she's so eager to get home at the end of the workday. Carmen and Diego's daughter Natalia appeared and pressed her body right up against Jake. Hi, Jake, she chirped. She had on a strapless black velvet mini dress. It pushed her tits up and Jake could see that they were definitely bigger than her mother's. Her overt flirting embarrassed him. Natalia, cut it out, he griped. Give me a little space. The girl was hurt by his rejection. Pardon me for being excited to see you, she told him with a scowl. I'll give you space. She stomped her way to the other side of the room. Sorry about that, Diego. I don't encourage her. I promise, Jake told the girl's father. I wish you would, Diego responded. Carmen and I both would rather she was with you than some drunken frat boy. Now that she's at the university I worry about her all the time. She's living in a dorm so I hardly see her anymore, and I have nightmares about something happening to my little girl. Jake raised an eyebrow. You wouldn't worry about her being out with a guy who's nine years older than her? Diego shook his head. No, man. You're a good guy. Professional and responsible and all that. A gentleman. Carmen and I like you. You would take good care of our girl. Thanks for the vote of confidence. Go talk to her, Jake. Jake crossed the room to Natalia, who was standing alone and sulking. Sorry about that, he apologized. You made me uncomfortable in front of your father, but I shouldn't have snapped at you. How did I make you uncomfortable? she asked. Her arms were crossed, and she was still scowling at him. Natalia, you climbed all over me. The corners of her mouth turned up. Oh, yeah? I guess I did. You don't have to throw yourself on me to get my attention. What do I have to do then? You don't respond when I flirt with you. Because you're only 18, Jake explained. I thought your parents would be pissed if I showed any interest, but Diego just told me he'd rather you were with me than some drunken frat boy. Natalia rolled her eyes just like her mother did. Dad is always going on about drunken frat boys. He worries about you. I know. So, are you going to take me out so he'll stop worrying? She asked coyly. How about Saturday night? He offered. How about tonight, after the party? She countered. It's a New Year's Eve party, Nat. It won't be over until after midnight. She leaned close and whispered in his ear. Let's continue the party at your place, Jake. 
I've always wanted to see inside one of those downtown condos. Jake gave her a dubious look. What? I'm a big girl, Jake, and I know what I want. He thought about it for a minute. He did want her. She was so much like her mother that he couldn't help it. And he wouldn't be with Carmen again until Monday because the office was closed that Friday. Okay, kiddo. It's a date. Jake and Natalia spent the rest of the evening talking and dancing. Around 11.30 she took a bathroom break and Carmen cornered Jake. You're monopolizing my daughter's time tonight, Jake. She stated. Are you mad? He asked. He couldn't tell. I'm jealous, but not mad. She admitted. Not very mad, at least. It's confusing. Tell me about it. He wanted to drag her off to a bedroom and fuck the stuffing out of her. Um. Natalia is going home with me tonight. Is that okay? Carmen's face flashed through expressions of distress and anger, but settled into reluctant acceptance. She sighed. It's okay. I've encouraged you and her so I can't complain when y'all take the bait. How do you encourage her? I talk about you and tell her I'm sure you're interested in her but you just had to get over the age difference. She paused and looked in his eyes. Do you like her more than me, Jake? He leaned close and whispered. It's taking all of my willpower to not kiss you right now. I love you, Carmen. Natalia is a pale imitation. He got a wan smile in return. Take care of my baby girl, Jake. I will. Natalia bounced up and asked, What are you two whispering about? Me, I bet. You're right. We were talking about what a bad little girl you are. Jake teased. Are you going to make me behave, Jake? She asked. Her boobs squashed against his chest and she looked up at him hopefully. Jake looked at Carmen and saw the jealousy in her eyes. But then she forced a smile and left to mingle with her other guests. When midnight arrived, Jake and Natalia kissed for the first time. He dipped her and make a show of it. They made a discreet exit along with many of the other guests soon after midnight. Jake showed her around his condo, and when they got to his bedroom she jumped on the bed and laid down. Don't you want to take your dress off first? He teased. She scrambled off the bed and presented her back to him. Unzip me? She wasn't wearing a bra and her tiny thong was quickly dispensed with. Jake stepped back to admire her naked form. Like what you see? She asked and did a show pirouette for him. Gorgeous. She was so much like her mother, but there were differences. The facial features were the same, but Natalia's were still a little immature. Bigger boobs with a classic teardrop shape and large dark nipples. Slightly more curved to the hips than ass. The girl could be considered a perfected version of her mother, but Jake still preferred the original. He yearned for Carmen instead of this girl. A an hour later, Jake grunted and emptied his balls into Natalia. The girl was under him in the doggy position. He'd already driven her to three orgasms, so he didn't care that she didn't quite reach another. His grip on those tits relaxed and he flopped on the mattress next to her. She cuddled against his side. You fuck like an animal, Jake. She giggled. I think you've spoiled me for anyone else. He felt relieved that she liked the semi-rough treatment he gave her. It wasn't her fault that she wasn't her mother and he knew he shouldn't take his frustrations out on her in bed. He put a hand behind her head and drew her in for a gentle kiss. Natalia smiled, then slid down his hard body to suck his long cock back to stiffness. 
Jack woke to an empty bed, but he could smell bacon. His stomach rumbled. He found Nat in the kitchen wearing one of his t-shirts. She was so tall that it didn't cover her shaved pussy. It may have been the most suggestive thing he'd ever seen. Good morning, sleepyhead, she greeted him. I found bacon and eggs. I hope that's okay. It's great. He kissed the cook and she squirmed delightfully in his arms. The food is going to burn, Jake. She giggled. His empty stomach rumbled again and he let her get back to the stove. I like the way that t-shirt fits. Natalia looked down at her pussy hanging out and pouted. Other girls wear their boyfriend's t-shirts for nighties, but I'm too tall I guess. Your way of wearing it is better, he told her. But I wouldn't go outside like that. He daydreamed that it was Carmen cooking for him, and his cock sprang to life. You're a bad man showing an innocent girl like me your naked body and hard dick, she taunted. After we eat, I'll let you hide my dick somewhere. They both laughed. Later in bed, Natalia asked, Can I stay, Jake? It would be fun, but Jake couldn't do that to Carmen. Let's not push our luck with your parents, Nat. Will I see you again soon? She asked hopefully. How about Saturday night? Dinner and a movie? He dropped her off at her parents' house before noon on New Year's Day. She gave him a big kiss and asked, Want to come in? Jake shook his head. That would be awkward. I'll pick you up Saturday at six. Monday morning in the office, Carmen was clearly depressed. Jake rubbed her shoulders and asked, What's wrong? Carmen hung her head. I thought could ignore it, Jake, but I couldn't. In my mind I kept picturing you making love to Natalia on New Year's Eve and Saturday night. I wanted to drive to your apartment and drag her out of there. He sat by her and gathered the distraught woman in his arms. I'm sorry. Why aren't I enough, Jake? She asked. You have me three times a week. Why do you need a girlfriend too? How much sex do you need? It has nothing to do with sex. He honestly answered. You have Diego to go home to at night. I like to have someone at home too, and to go out with in public. Carmen sighed. I understand. I'm sorry, Jake. This is so messed up. He kissed her. It will be okay as long as we have each other. When we come to this office it's just me and you. This is our little world. Nobody else matters. Just us. Just us. And outside the office it will just be me and Natalia. I broke up with Stacy last night. Carmen nodded and laid her head on his chest. Chapter 13 Diego picked up Jake one Saturday to go to a basketball game at the university. Nice truck, Jake commented. Diego grinned. Carmen bought it for me with one of those big bonuses you hand out. The firm hands out those bonuses, not me. But she deserves it. She's probably the best secretary in the place, and they do a lot of the real work. They should share in the profits. She likes working for you. She's happier working there now than before you came. I try not to piss her off. Diego laughed. Yeah, don't do that. She has a temper. Really? She doesn't show it at the office. She's too smart for that. She likes that job too much to mess it up by throwing a fit. Does she really do that? Jake asked. It didn't seem like the Carmen he knew. Diego thought for a moment. She used to. 
It was scary as hell to be on the receiving end of it. But she hasn't blown up recently, so maybe she's growing out of it. Thank God. Both men laughed. Monday morning in the office, Carmen said, Thank you for going to the game with Diego, Jake. He loved it. I did too, he answered. Great game and Diego is funny as hell. Knows a lot about basketball too. He told me a few things about you. Carmen could tell from Jake's smirk that they weren't good things. What did he say? He says you have an explosive temper. Or used to anyway. It scared the hell out of him. You're not like that at the office. Not anymore, she confided. There used to be a girl named Danielle who worked here and I couldn't stand her. We fought like cats and dogs. I got into it with some other girls too and one manager who retired a few years ago. What changed? She knew what he was fishing for. Men were so transparent. He wanted her to say that he caused the change in her, but she decided to make him work for it a little. I don't know. Was it when you started to work for me? Maybe. When you became my PA? Probably, she answered with a coy smile. She closed his office door and kissed him. They closed that door a lot lately. They didn't do anything except kiss outside of the designated PA hours. But they craved these brief intimacies. The door only stayed shut for a minute or two because they didn't want complaints from the other managers. Chapter 14 On a cold Wednesday in January, Jake and Carmen were at the YMCA at 6.30 as usual. She wore new purple yoga pants and top that her daughter gave her for Christmas. Jake watched her do the poses of the yoga class. She knew he was watching and enjoyed showing off her fitness and flexibility for him. It boggled his mind that a woman old enough to be his mother could be so sexy. Later that morning, Carmen left the weekly PA coffee break and headed straight into Jake's office. Do you know what Adam did to Jamie on Monday? She whispered. No. What? He spanked her. She whispered in reply. Jake chuckled. Are you serious? She nodded. Twelve swats. He made her count them. He didn't hurt her, did he? She took offense at his question. Of course not. Adam could never hurt Jamie. What did she do to earn a spanking? I don't know. She paused and added. Jamie says she liked it, and it made Adam crazy. They didn't leave the office until almost eight o'clock. Jake smirked. Mild-mannered Adam didn't seem like the spanking type. He'll never live this down, he said and laughed. Don't you dare say a word to him, Jake Barrow. Nobody is supposed to know what happens in PA hours. Okay, okay. I won't. Jake thought the conversation was over, but Carmen silently stood by his desk for a minute. Is there something else? I've never been spanked, she blurted out. Never? My parents didn't believe in it. Why would it excite Adam and Jamie so much? It's one of those domination-slash-submission things. Some people get off on that. And it has overtones of daddy's spanking bad little girls, which is pretty kinky. Carmen nodded and left deep in thought. The firm was arranging a small investing conference for their largest clients, and as the junior manager it became Jake's responsibility to make the arrangements. Carmen was supposed to be finalizing the agenda and printing it out but when Jake checked on her she was staring at photos of the Caribbean on her computer. This annoyed Jake not only because she was wasting time, 
but because she was daydreaming about a Caribbean cruise she was going on with her husband in a few weeks. It made Jake irrationally jealous that she was going away with Diego instead of him. Carmen, is the agenda finished? She blushed. Not yet. Finish it. I want it before four. He heard her work on it, but then she took her afternoon break. It was supposed to be fifteen minutes, but Carmen was away from her desk for more like forty-five minutes. When she finally finished the simple project a few minutes before four o'clock, Jake found a couple of errors in it. He looked at her and thought he knew what was going on. Jake closed and locked his office door for the PA hour. You've been a bad girl today, Carmen, he informed her with steely resolve. She blushed deep crimson and trembled ever so slightly. I have. I caught you goofing off, then you took an extra long break, then you made silly errors. Wouldn't you call that bad? She nodded and trembled again. What happens to bad little girls? She could hardly say the words. They get spanked. Jake unzipped her dress and let it slide down to puddle at her feet. Her panties joined it. He left on her sexy stockings and bra. Then he sat on a chair and patted his legs. Lay face down over my knees. She awkwardly laid across him, but he manhandled her into the position he wanted. The older woman's bare ass stuck up in the air. Her breath was rapid and she trembled continuously. Count the spanks, he ordered. Jake raised his hand, but he found it very difficult to bring it down. It was against his nature to hit a woman, and hurting Carmen was unthinkable. The palm of his hand slapped her round as cheek weakly. One, she counted. He slapped her lightly again. Two, she said, but she sounded disappointed. Do it right, Jake, she begged. Do it harder. He took a deep breath and managed to make himself smack her left ass cheek harder. It stung his hand and her ass too. Three, she gasped. Four. Five. Six. She flinched and squirmed under each spank. Her ass turned bright pink and was hot to the touch. There was no way Jake was going to spank her twelve times. He wanted to stop at six but he was sure she'd feel cheated. The seventh spank was harder. Smack. Ah, she gasped. Seven. Jake made himself give her one more. Smack. Oh. Eight. Jake stopped and helped her up. Carmen instantly threw her arms around his neck and kissed him like a wild woman. God, baby, she groaned. That is so kinky. Fuck me, baby. Fuck me. Jake bent her over his desk and gently eased his cock into her. He didn't want to hurt her sore ass. Hard, baby, she pleaded. Fuck me hard. I'm a bad girl. He complied quickly setting a fast, hard rhythm. It only took a minute to get the overexcited woman off. Ah, she groaned and her whole body shook with the force of her orgasm. He eased her through the after-tremors, then pulled out. He sat on the sofa and seated her on his lap. Her sore but made her wince. Why did you stop? You didn't come, she asked, confused. Jake always fucked a climax, sometimes giving her three or more along the way. I didn't like spanking you. Are you okay? I'm fine. It only stung a little. Why didn't you like it? I hate hitting you. It isn't right. We were only playing. I barely felt the first two at all, but the last two were much better, she reassured him.
It's not sexy to me. Carmen was visibly disappointed, but she told him. We don't have to do it again, baby. I'm glad I got to try it once at least. She snuggled against him. Are you mad at me for goading you into it? No, I kind of wanted to do it, until it came down to actually swatting you. Chapter 15 Ash O'Leary called Jake into his office. The old man was the senior partner at the mutual fund firm. How's it going, Jake? Fine, Ash. Jake answered, wondering what this was about. Good. I'm told that you've been dating Carmen's daughter. That's true. Is that wise, considering your relationship with her mother? Jake grinned. It seems pretty smart to me. You've seen Natalia, Ash. The old man chuckled. Yes. She's a beautiful young filly. But I don't like drama in the office, Jake. If this is going to cause trouble you need to nip it in the bud. It won't be a problem. Jake assured him. Carmen encouraged me to go out with Natalia. Did she? That's interesting. Very. Carmen decided to keep me in-house, so to speak. I can't say that I mind. Nor should you. The Perez women are spectacular, Jake, and to have two of them on your string, well, that's impressive. Thank you, sir. I'm more convinced than ever that we made the right decision hiring you, Jake. You have an unlimited future with the firm. Later that same day, Carmen's eyes were red from crying. What's wrong, Carmen? The other personal assistants made fun of me. They found out that you're dating Natalia and they say it's proof that I'm too old for you. Shit, Jake exclaimed. I wish they would stay out of our business. Carmen was dejected the rest of the day despite all of his efforts to cheer her up. He decided that he needed to take steps. Chapter 16 A Saturday morning in March and the first hints of spring were in the air. Natalia Perez raced out of her dorm and into the arms of Jake. She wore black leggings, a tight red top, and a black leather jacket that he bought her. She kissed him and asked excitedly, What are we doing today? We're moving your things out of the dorm. I want you to move in with me, he told her. The girl's jaw dropped. Seriously? Yep. Do you want to? She squealed and jumped up and down. Yes. 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 The eighteen-year-old didn't have much to move. A rather limited amount of clothes and some miscellaneous stuff. It all fit in his car on one trip. Natalia spent the rest of the weekend bouncing around his condo like a ball of energy, making herself at home between bouts of fucking the daylights out of him. Jake was pleased, to say the least. That was the easy part. The hard part was Monday morning when a sullen Carmen walked into Jake's office. You moved my daughter into your apartment without even discussing it with me, she exclaimed straight out. That's between me and Natalia Carmen, he calmly stated. She's an adult and makes her own decisions. She's eighteen. Old enough for you and Diego to push me to bed her. He reminded her. Carmen sat on the sofa and hung her head. She felt like she lost a competition that she didn't even know she was in. A single tear rolled down her cheek. Jake sat by her and put an arm around her shoulders. Don't cry, Carmen, he soothed. Do you think about her when you're with me? She sniffled. No. It's other way around. Really? Yes, really, Jake assured her. 
The reason I like having Natalia around is because she reminds me of you. And that keeps me from getting lonely. Oh. Are we okay now? Yes. Good. Now if you'll trust me, this will be the day we show everyone how much we love each other. Do you trust me? She nodded. Yes, Jake. He stood and pulled her to her feet. Good. We're going out. Out? Where? The hair salon. Jake led the puzzled Carmen to a fancy hair salon down the street. We want it shorter, he told the young stylist, indicating Carmen's long, dark hair. Something elegant. I want to be able to see her neck. I did some research online and saw a style called a short bob that looked right. The stylist nodded, but was confused that the young man was dictating the older woman's hairstyle. I can do that. Is it what you want, ma'am? Carmen wasn't sure at all that it was what she wanted. She had long hair all her life. But she promised to trust Jake, so she agreed. Yes. Short and elegant, please. While the stylist worked, a manicurist painted Carmen's nails pearly white, at Jake's direction. Carmen stood in front of the mirror and flipped her newly short hair back and forth. It felt funny, but she had to admit the stylist did a great job. Her hair was colored with reddish highlights and all hints of gray were gone. The short bob cut made her look younger and sophisticated too. Thank you, honey. She whispered in Jake's ear right there in the salon. I love it. Why did you cut my hair, darling? She inquired as they walked back to the office hand in hand. It's a sign of your new life. I'll explain when we get inside. Back in his office they found a stack of packages. What's all this? She asked. I bought some things for you. He closed and locked his office door. Strip. Jake, it's not PA hour. Trust me and do as I say, Carmen. Strip. She nervously removed her sweater and skirt. She looked to him for direction, and when he nodded she removed her bra and panties too. You are now my office wife, Carmen. Office wife? What does that mean? It means that when you're in this office, you are 100% mine. You'll only wear clothes that I buy for you. That's what's in these packages. We'll keep them here and you'll change into them first thing in the morning. Okay? It was a bit overwhelming, but she smiled and nodded. The way that her young lover was taking charge was exciting. Good. One more thing. When you're in the office, I don't want you wearing your husband's rings. Carmen looked down at her wedding band and engagement ring. My, my rings? Take them off. You're not married to him when you're here. You're mine. She removed her rings with trembling fingers. Happy with her compliance, Jake opened a package. Since this our office wedding day, you should wear white. He handed her sexy white lace lingerie. The luxurious lingerie delighted her, and she eagerly fastened the garter belt around her waist, rolled the sheer stockings up her long legs, and fastened the clips. Then she wiggled into the little panties and put on the lacy bra. It does look like a bridal set. She said as she admired herself in the mirror. Here's your dress. It was white and made of silk. It fit her like a glove from neck to knees. The dress was starkly simple but beautiful all the same. A pair of white high heels completed the outfit. I love it, darling. Thank you. Carmen turned and twisted to look at herself. 
The dress showed off her tall, slender body, but she was sorry she had to cover up the sexy lingerie. Jake wrapped his arms around her from behind, and his hands glided up and down her curves. Will you be mine every workday, forever? he asked. Carmen nodded with delight. Yes, darling. I will. Carmen stared at her reflection. I can't wait to show the other girls. They'll die of jealousy. Will you tell them what it means? Of course. I'm yours forever. They'll want to murder me. They can't stand that the young hot manager is mine. Jake thought she was exaggerating. None of the other secretaries even flirt with me. Because I'd kill them. Carmen simply answered dot he chuckled. I'm not kidding. She told him. Do you remember in January when Doris broke her nose? I did that. That chunky bitch had the balls to tell me she was going to invite you to a concert. I hit her so hard that it crushed her nose. Are you serious? Jake asked with concern. He flashed back to his discussion with Diego about Carmen's temper. Why didn't anyone tell me? Because the only people who saw it were two other personal assistants, and they agreed that Doris had it coming. Managers are off-limits to Nampier. Everyone knows that. Jesus. Carmen strolled out into the office, moving with fluid grace. She never felt so confident and alive. Wow. Carmen's friend Maria exclaimed. You look like royalty, Carmen. I love the short hair. She ran her fingers through her hair and arched her back. Thanks. It was Jake's idea. He bought me everything I'm wearing, too. Undies, too? Maria inquired with a giggle. Um, hum, Carmen murmured. They're so sexy. Maria giggled again. Jake says I'm his office wife now. What's that? I'm 100% his when I'm in the office. He even made me take off my wedding rings. Carmen looked at her empty hand and smiled. Oh my god! What about Diego? She knew Carmen's husband and liked him. Are you leaving him for Jake? Carmen frowned. That doesn't seem to be an option. My daughter is living with Jake and I have a feeling they're on a fast track to marriage. Wow. He has both of you. That's kind of kinky, Carmen. I know, and it's my fault. I encouraged them to get together. Why? Because I couldn't stand seeing Jake with other women. I thought it would be easier if it was Natalia. Is it? Not really. I try not to think about it. God, girl. You are so in love with him. I am, Carmen confessed. At least you're his office wife. Maria giggled. Carmen beamed. He called this our office wedding day. That's why he dressed me in white. He's romantic. He's perfect. Carmen sighed at 83 o'clock. Jake gathered the entire firm in the break room. He was going to put to rest once and for all any idea that Carmen was too old or not hot enough for him. He'd make it clear what she meant to him. Today Carmen agreed to be my office wife, he announced. He opened a small blue box from Tiffany and held up a strand of twenty-four diamonds mounted in gold. He fastened the sparkling necklace around Carmen's beautiful long neck. This necklace is the symbol of our love. She'll only wear it here for me. It's gorgeous. Carmen gasped. Tears of joy filled her eyes and she threw her arms around Jake's neck. I love you. They kissed long and hard. Everyone cheered, clapped, and whistled. 
Jake rolled out a three-tier wedding cake and several bottles of champagne. Let's celebrate, he called out. The women crowded around Carmen to fawn over her necklace, dress, and hair. Adam clapped Jake on the back. Congratulations, but what the hell is an office wife? It's a show of commitment. She's mine now. Heart and soul. Adam nodded. Are you cutting the husband completely out of the picture? No. She'll still go home to him. So you're not planning to actually marry Carmen? No, I plan to marry her daughter. Natalia? You dog. That young thing is even hotter than her mother. Jake grinned. They make a damn nice pair, and this way I can have both. Next Jake sought out Miranda. Nice show, Jake, she said. Do you have any more doubts about how I feel about Carmen? He asked. She shook her head. It was clear how much Jake loved his PA. Good. Then I want you and the rest of the personal assistants to lay off her. Carmen never did anything to you, and she doesn't deserve the way you treat her. Sorry, Jake. Miranda contritely apologized. I'll speak to the other girls. It won't happen again, I promise. Chapter 17 At four o'clock on her office wedding day, Carmen was the focal point of a raucous flock of every woman in the office. They were into the champagne and were in high spirits. Jake made his way through them to Carmen. Ladies, it's PA hour and I need my bride. Jake took her by the hand and she grabbed a bottle of champagne on their way out. Jake locked his office door behind them while Carmen took a swig straight from the champagne bottle. She laughed and said, The bubbles went up my nose. Then she took another swig dot he took the bottle from her. I think you've had enough, Mrs. Barrow. Her breath caught in surprise. Then she kissed him and shoved her tongue in his mouth. He tasted the champagne. Say it again. She urged out he grinned. Mrs. Barrow. Mmm. She purred and rubbed the full length of her tall body against him. That sounds so good. That's who you are now, in the office. I love it, baby. Oh. Before I forget, I need to call you know-who. She dialed her cell phone. Hi, honey. I'm going to be late tonight. There's an office celebration. One of the girls got married. It was a big surprise. Maybe not until nine o'clock or ten o'clock, I'm not sure. I'll see you later. Bye. She dropped the phone in her purse and told Jake. There. Now it's your turn. My turn? Aren't you going to call my daughter? She is waiting at home for you, isn't she? Oh shit. Jake exclaimed. I'm not used to having to make that call. He picked up his cell phone. Hi, Nat. There's a celebration at work so I'll be home late. One of the girls got married. No, don't come over. It's only employees and it'd be awkward if you were here. Sorry. Probably not until about ten. Okay, doll. See you later. Smooth. Carmen giggled that he unzipped her dress. Did you have a good time at the party? Yes, thank you, darling. And thank you so much for my beautiful necklace. It's the most amazing thing I've ever owned. Nothing is too good for you, Carmen. Baby, I want to give you a present too. Something that I've never given anyone. She told him dot he instantly knew what it was. Anal sex. I'd love that, Carmen, but are you sure? She nodded and removed her lacy white bra. It's our wedding night, Jake. I want it to be special. 
She dropped her panties too but left on the stockings and garter belt. Then she turned her attention to him, removing his jacket, tie, and shirt. Jake let her do the work of stripping him. It was sexy and they had plenty of time. I'll be gentle, I promise. I know you will. I would never let anyone else even try. She removed his pants and boxers. He kissed his way up her neck. I'm going to take your last virginity, Carmen. He whispered in her ear, then nipped her earlobe with his teeth. On, she moaned. Anything for you, Jake. I love you. His fingers pinched her nipples and she squirmed and panted. I have lube in the bathroom, he told her. I saw it. I wondered when you were going to ask to stick it in my butt, she snickered. I didn't want to ask. I wanted you to offer. He guided her to the sofa where they stretched out. His plan was to bring her to a fever pitch before attempting the deed. Their lips and tongues wrestled while his fingers twisted and tugged her sensitive nipples. He made a grand tour of her sultry body for the next half hour. Carmen sweated and trembled with need. Fuck me, baby. Please, she begged. Jake slid his cock into her and slowly dragged it in and out. He had no intention of finishing there. This was just part of the warm-up. When he pulled out, she whined. Don't stop, baby. Come back. He scooped her off the sofa and positioned her bent over his desk. It's time, babe. Oh, God, she groaned. I can't believe we're doing this. Jake fetched the lube and used generous amounts to grease her ass with the finger. The finger went in without too much trouble and it gave him hope. He guided her hand under her to her pussy. Try to bring yourself off, babe. It will keep you relaxed, he suggested. His steel-hard cock finally nudged her asshole. She inhaled sharply but didn't flinch. For once in his life, Jake was glad that his cock wasn't all that thick. You're mine now, Mrs. Barrow. Give yourself to me. Yes. I want it, Jake. Take me. Her fingers flitted around her clit. He pushed and gradually added pressure until he wedged in. I'm in. Are you okay? It feels funny, she panted. But it doesn't hurt. Give me more, baby. Jake leaned into her and slowly but steadily advanced. In a surprisingly short time his long cock was into the hilt. That's all of it. God, it feels like it's up to my throat. You okay? Does it hurt? Only a little. Let me get used to it. She tentatively adjusted her position and moaned. Her fingers worked faster around her clit and was stunned to feel an orgasm building. Fuck me, Jake. Do it, please. Fuck me. Jake started slowly but built the pace when she didn't complain. Baby. Baby, I'm going to come. Come with me. Carmen exclaimed. Jake grasped her hips and fucked her ass as fast and hard as he could in an effort to catch up with her. Aya, She wailed and her back arched. Her climax pushed him over the peak too. They came together. A little while later they were in the shower, both watching Carmen lovingly wash Jake's cock. Now I'm really yours, she told him. Your beautiful dick is the only one that will ever go there. Will you let me do it again someday? It's yours, darling. Take it when you want, just don't abuse the privilege. I won't, Carmen. I love you. I love you too, Jake. The end.